The Comedy Zone podcast is a member of the Queen City Podcast Network, powered by Ortho Carolina. Find out more at queencitypodcastnetwork.com. From Charlotte, North Carolina, this is the Comedy Zone podcast. Find us on Twitter at the CZ Podcast. Email us at ComedyZonePodcast at gmail.com. Now, your hosts, Will Jacobs and Jason Allen Key. Welcome to another edition of the Comedy Zone Podcast. That is the straightest you've ever done that in the history of this show. Well, we got a lot of company today. (laughs) So uh, so I'm trying to act good in front of company. (laughs) Uh, We have two comedians. I think they're comedians. We're going to hash through some of that uh, while we're talking. (laughs) Uh, We got a full house today. First of all, we got Brian Baltashevitz. All right. On the wheels is still excellent. Making it happen from behind the scenes today. Mm -hmm. Brian will not have a microphone because all the microphones are occupied this week. Well, that's a bummer. We got a full house. If it comes down to it, can you whisper in Ray's ear? (laughs) Yeah, if anything, just tap Ray and tell him. I want you to be part of the conversation. You're my friend. Right. So, so, so then here's who we have. We have our co-host, the lovely. Jason Allen King. Mm, that's a, that's I'll a take lovely. Here today. A yes. lovely yeah. yes, indeed. Uh, then we have the one, the only comedian Ray Money Jr. is with us again. Yes. Very, very nice. Friend of the Welcome podcast. Buddy. Welcome, bud. Yeah, How many times in. you got to be on to be a friend of the podcast? <laughs> I'm an acquaintance now. An acquaintance? Is he an acquaintance <laughs> or is he so. a full friend? He's not a friend yeah, yet. I think he's no. a friend, actually. We, we, he's a friend? <laughs> he's a friend. I'm, if I can jump in, I, he's, he's a friend. A great line. He's a friend best. of the podcast, right. Ray Money Jr. <laughs> and then we have... Uh, there's so many ways to describe this man. How about and, kindly? And a, lot, and a lot more got added this last couple of weeks. Oh, yes. <laughs> Johnny Millwater's here, comedian Johnny, Johnny Millwater. Thank you. Charlotte I, I'm Institution. Also this is a get. I An would institution. Say. The, this is my the, sixth appearance here on the podcast. The Vince McMahon of Charlotte comedy. <laughs> oh, not too shabby. <laughs> nah, that's Brian Heffron. You could do worse. But yeah. <laughs> you but you are now 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 let's cut right to the chase. Oh, all right, then. All right. Uh this has been a busy couple of weeks for Johnny on social media. Eh, one day. It's, no. been a, it's been a busy couple of weeks about me on social media. I, I, I only you. was involved in about three days of it. You are the talk of the net. I think the leading, <laughs> the leading trending might. topics were Trump, <laughs> Old Town Road, <laughs> comic I'd never heard of, <laughs> Johnny Billwater. And what happened was, I, I was reading, I'll be honest here, it's the time for candor. It's about time. I agree. It's about time. We set up the microphones and everything. We might as well have some candor. (laughs) Got the Charlotte Comedy Scene Facebook group, okay? That's been around for a while now. I don't know when it got established, but it's been around for some time. I am a member of that group. Uh, You you wouldn't know it. I I read almost nothing. (laughs) I post absolutely nothing. But I was scrolling along one day, and I saw... In big, bold letters. Really, it was the same font. But this sentence screamed at me. (laughs) (laughs) You all make me sick. No, no. This group (laughs) makes me sick. Yeah. (laughs) Hooked right away. Tension getter. And I was like, well, I think I'll go ahead and read this one. (laughs) So I start reading the log. And, uh, 
you could, I could only describe it as a laundry list of issues that Johnny had with members of the Facebook group. Is that fair? At, fair global if, assessment? If not only that. I yeah. suppose. That was, <laughs> it's, that, yeah, I didn't have it with any particular members at the time. I mentioned a couple people at the end there. Uh, uh, one Jake Manning. Uh, that's oh, right. Yeah. Uh, yeah, Evan yeah. Pitfield. Yes. Uh, those two were mentioned specifically. Yes, they were my partners in the whole thing. And he was basically saying oh, that the they end. were everything that was wrong <laughs> with Charlotte <laughs> Comedy. Yeah, that's right. I did. Okay, all right, all right. The, the, the broad strokes <laughs> were none of you are real comedians, and there's too many from out of town, which is both is true. Uh, the, the real comedian <laughs> thing, there's no, there's no, you know, that's why I try to own hashtag real comedian. I try to take possession of that because it comes up every couple of years. Everybody wants to argue about who's a comedian and who's not. And there's no, there's no test except you're devoted to it. It's, it's your life. And comedy's your life. You're a real comedian. That's it. But I knew that if, by implying that they weren't trying hard enough or they weren't good enough that they would talk about me and hopefully eventually the show. And uh, that's what we did. I, I had one day. I spent one day. Uh, well, let's do the whole timeline in a minute. But, yeah, I, I had one day when I was at sea in Mexico, and I, I let Jake and Evan know that I was about to post some stuff on the Facebook page to stir up some trouble to get people excited about the show and make sure that they got involved so that I could have it lead to them. And that's what we did. At uh, noon, I posted it. And by 1 o'clock, we had like 150 comments. And I spent a half an hour just sitting there irritating people. Just whatever. They said the sky was blue. I said, eh, what do you know from blue, you hack? You know, that kind of thing. Just, just, just. <laughs> but only on the one page and only on the one comment or on the, uh, the one post. Uh, and it drew the attention that we wanted. And then, I, then I went to see the next day, and all hell broke loose. I'm still trying to figure out all the damage that I've done. Everybody's talking about all the damage I've done. And I, I want to help repair the damage there were, that there, my Facebook <laughs> post from Mexico has done to our greater community. There were over 370 comments yeah. Yeah. when I saw it from about five people. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and they were very, the ones I was talking this to. This is I a very you. passionate group that they got were. involved with this. They were. Now, so now, and we had certain categories of people that responded, because I read a few of these. <laughs> Me and my wife took a nice stroll. Johnny, that was great. Number one, Wasn't was that great. fun? Fantastic entertainment. I have to commit yeah. you. Wasn't that a oh. fun couple of hours? That's, that? that's the closest my wife and I have felt in uh. months. Uh. And, <laughs> and you don't comments. need a babysitter. It brought us together. It really yeah. did. Shortest Johnny's distance the, between two people is a laugh, Johnny. Johnny's the really 50 cent of comedy. Or spite. <laughs> sometimes, or sometimes it's spite. <laughs> and I produced both. So you had a number of groups of people that chimed in. You oh, yeah. had the uh, who I like to call the Nelson Mandela's mm -hmm. that like to come in and go, "Hey, I like both y'all. I like you, and uh, I, I do agree with the open bikers, but I really agree with Johnny too." Yeah, I, I just thank everybody for booking me for shows and exactly. the people that have, pretty so, much one third of the booker, pretty much one third of the posts on that group always are just, "Hey, look at me." Yeah, hey, look at yeah. me. Look at me. I'm a comedian. I'm here. Please. I, I was I, here. I had a book like in, buy a T-shirt. I was yeah. here. That's it. Just, just they're so inelegant. And then you had yeah. some people that swooped in and and pointed their arrows at Johnny. Sure. Mm -hmm. And they were like, "Oh, you don't know anything. You're not famous. I never heard of you. You ain't got a show. Where's your Netflix special? Very you true. fucking hack. You don't. Know, you're a magician, not, not a comedian. True. You the last part's shit. true. Yeah. Magician part's true. The hack part's not true. 
Uh, so, so who the hell are you? Is trip. So, so, so people swooped in with the ad hominem attacks. Mm-hmm. Okay, nice. very personal, very personal stuff. And then Johnny fired right back. I mean, he was ready. He was ready for everything that everybody said. One poor girl just came in and was like, "Look, uh, I'm in the improv, and I like to feel like I belong to hashtag We Matter." Johnny was like, "Hashtag You don't." <laughs> that was four seconds after I read it. <laughs> Me I, and my I, wife <laughs> laughed. A good 30 seconds after when he said, she said, no, he didn't. I said, yes, he did. Yeah, that was fun. It was fun. I got to admit, it was fun. I I love it. Let me address that real quick, because the the only thing I I regret, I'm pretty happy with pretty much every aspect of it, uh, except I apparently made a whole bunch of people sad in the improv community and in Mm. the sketch community. They never post in the group. I literally forgot that they were in there. So when I did all those posts about not being a real comedian, I was just making fun of open micers who were, or, or people who are, you know, everybody doesn't, like, I'm not a real comedian according to somebody from L.A., you know what I mean? It's, it's, it's a yeah. natural insecurity. And, and again, I, that's what you're bringing to light. Exactly. Like, and and, and it's, it's, it wasn't about creating drama. It was about bringing attention to making fun of the drama because it's, it's illogical. We're all on the same team doing the same thing. But the, the folks, man, they, they, I, I only received uh, two DMs negative DMs. Like, I made jokes about getting hundreds of them and death threats and stuff like that, but it wasn't like that at all. Mm-hmm. I, I got uh, two negative DMs, one of them, and they were both from the Now Are the Foxes group, who I love. I, I'm a big fan of their work. And Kale and Jacob? Yeah, Kale and Jacob. They're fantastic. They DM'd I, you? I call them Jake. No big deal. <laughs> but um, they on the podcast from hell. Yeah, no, they do great yeah. work on the podcast from hell. I love those guys. And, uh, and, and a guy named Andy, especially, who I've worked with before in the past, and he wrote to me and... and uh, he was very, very upset and said that he unfriended me and that we'd never talk again. And that was the low light because I, I would think that they would yes and me. I would think that they would clearly see mm. what was going mm. on nah, they and jump they on don't board. You. But yeah, no, no I, I was God. listening to the, I was listening to the, <laughs> polka, the podcast last week and I could tell they were legitimately angry. I've been waiting I, on a reason to get rid of Johnny. I believe one of those guys. <laughs> they, they called me a low rent Andy Kaufman, which is praise. I don't think they realize that. <laughs> That's I'm thrilled. With both <laughs> the comparison and the prospect of low rent. Well, <laughs> you had another group of people that came in, and a lot of these were some of the more veteran yeah, comedians they, that came mm-hmm. in and, and sort of co-signed what Johnny was saying. It was like, yeah, you know, uh, you know, when I was coming up, you had to earn that title as opposed to, you know, that just you just being able to call yourself that. Absolutely. And um, I mean, I mean, and then. You know, even when I was reading it, you know, a lot of what I learned early on during my really formative kind of stages were from you, Joel, folks that participated, yeah. Julie, some of the faces, you know, people that we had teaching the, the yeah. comedy class. And I always called myself an aspiring comedian. That's very smooth. Like, I like that's, that. Yeah, I called myself an aspiring comedian. That's humble. Yeah. And he, I, he doesn't anymore, though. No, no, no. no. Oh, well, totally. no. Now he's a headliner. He'll get <laughs> there now. when he gets there. He's a, now, <laughs> but, but there was a time. Now I'm a household name. Now, <laughs> At least mine. So, My grandma's, too. They, I'm bigger. They got I, I bigger than grandma's house? That's yeah, right. They got pictures. So am I. Jacob's, they can, bigger than Jacob's house. Households. Can oh. I run you through the whole schedule? The whole the, 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 the vision of the thing? Yeah, let's get the... Yeah. I think a lot of people left halfway through, and they didn't see where it went. So I want to give you like kind of yeah, a timeline. I like that. Because... OJ I, I, style timeline. Exactly, exactly. I don't think. I don't think. <laughs> the bruder this thing. Jim. After a couple of days of the, you know, the white Bronco, everyone's like, I don't. I'm getting exactly. After yeah. day three, nobody cares anymore. OJ's on Twitter. We'll talk about that later. I okay, Johnny, that go the ahead. Hard way. All right. <laughs> 
about 10 days uh, before I did the original post, I uh, had the idea. I wanted to cut my hair just because I had, uh, it's been five years since I had very short hair like this. When my daughter was born, she just had her sixth birthday. And so I figured I wanted short hair. And, but I didn't want to start every conversation I had for the next six months with, why'd you cut your hair? So uh, I came up with this idea. I want to do a hair versus hair match. I wanted to do a bad guy wrestling thing. Uh, naturally, uh, Jake Manning came to mind right away because he's a professional wrestler. The, the idea was always that I would be uh, choked out at the end. I would have a sleeper hole put on me. So Jake was perfect for that. And then when you think who has the most to lose when it comes to hair, Evan Pitfield, the guy's a Wookiee. He's amazing. Uh, he's a very, very hairy man. <laughs> and you want to, you kind of want to see him get shaved, mm -hmm. uh, even though you like him. The other reason I picked those two guys is because they're both wonderful. There's nobody who dislikes sure, Jake yeah. Manning, and there's nobody who dislikes Evan. And I knew that uh, when I started talking shit about him, that people were going to rise up and say, nah, -uh, not Jake, he's fantastic, and that's good for them. That's, that's what they call in wrestling, they call it giving the rub. That's mm -hmm. what you're trying to do is get other people to praise them. Not just wrestlers call it that. <laughs> Did we get there? That's we got true. There? Okay. <laughs> Shouts out to Pornhub. Oh, okay. <laughs> Massage therapists. <laughs> oh, man. So many man. categories. Let's not even go down that rabbit hole. So uh, my wife, Debbie, <laughs> knew about it because uh, she gave me the spot. Uh, and then uh, I, I made the big post, and everybody went ape shit, and that was great. And I had a really fun – it's really fun being a jerk. I, <laughs> I, I, I When I was an open micer, I was a bigger asshole than anybody in the scene right now. I was the worst. I thought I knew everything. I was constantly giving people advice when I shouldn't have. Everything that I told people not to do, I did horribly. Uh, so it, 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 I've had to learn over the years to suppress all that uh, you know, the bragging and the telling people that you did well and the constantly giving advice and giving out, uh, you know, information from on high. It took me a long time to get out of those habits. So to get to jump back in and find them all sharp again, it was really, really fun. <laughs> it's fun to antagonize people when they're comedians and you know they can take the joke. Right. Well, you thought they could. Yeah. So, I thought so, so, so then <laughs> you and <laughs> so you. <laughs> so By the way, I need to ride home. My tires are this <laughs> Now, also, there was a point where. You and Debbie started to kind of yeah. Have what the hell was that? Yo, I was like, ooh. <laughs> yeah. No, I was I was doing my thing. What what exactly? How would you describe seeing it? Uh, what, what is it? That, honestly, what you took away from it? Some of it hit home, brother. To me, to me that was <laughs> some of it hit home. when she said he. Oh, uh, when when she said that he Johnny's an excellent. Uh, what did he, what did she say? You're not, but you're shit when Visionary? it comes to follow through. Yeah, he's great with vision, but he's shit uh -huh. when it comes to follow through. And I'm like, uh -huh. damn, she must have been talking to me with that. Oh, here's got the shaved head. <laughs> that, <laughs> I was like, that to me was through. one of the indicators that I think a lot of people scratch their heads and said, oh shit, maybe this, maybe this is real. Yeah, because that and no one realizing we're putting it together that. How could it possibly? How could it? How possibly? could it possibly? But I was hoping it would be obvious. I thought you guys knew me. Nah, you know who really, really <laughs> thought it was real? What? Brian. He left the Facebook oh, yeah. group open. <laughs> no, Brian said, we, bro, "Let me tell you, Look at him. we <laughs> came and sat up in here, and we started talking about that." And Brian was like, "No, nah, I'm not, man. I don't like it. I you know, I, 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 I respect, I respect Johnny. I respect Johnny. I appreciate that. I don't like people coming at him with that stuff. <laughs> yeah, I left the group. I left the group." I mean, you only have two choices. You I'm can either leave the group or you can stick up for your friend of 10 years. I mean, you only have the two options. <laughs> right. You can, like, you can leave the group like a coward and ignore him when he may need help. <laughs> or you, you can step up and say, hey, this is my friend who's earned my trust. 
Maybe you give them a chance. That's your, that's your two options. Well, that's, that's cool. The third. You can sit with your wife and giggle. That's the third one. Yeah, that's, <laughs> that's, that's, that's <laughs> what I work with. And the fourth, by far the most popular, don't give a shit. Don't give a shit. Nobody yeah. cares. Man, it's a I don't know. Group. Johnny, that did not happen yes. much. Nah. But, pretty much me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we did have a no yeah, give a shit. Right? Yeah, not yeah, you look shit. like a don't give a shit kind of guy. You know? <laughs> I was performing at the Comedy Catch. Nice. Chattanooga. Headlining the Comedy Catch. Let's not lose that detail. Headliner. Headline. Oh, uh-huh. let's oh he'll let you know. Day. Let, let, he'll let you know. Let's, Jason let, Allen let's, put some re- let's put some respect on it, okay? Uh-huh. I was headlining the comedy catch. We're both going to be begging to open for him in two years. Chattanooga. You know that, right? Sold it out. Okay. Jason does now. Uh, yeah, I'm begging now. No, 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 no. I was talking about opening for him, Jason Allen Kick. You, you and I, will both, Ray's never going to be that good, but you and I are going to be begging to open for Jason Allen King. I, uh, Johnny brought his gun with him. Same way he It's all this stuff I don't say all the time. It's so nice. Okay. He needs to come on the show more. I wish I could. I'd love to. <laughs> so I'm delightful. So I'm down at the comedy catch, and I'm sitting outside with some of the comics that I've performed with, the feature, the MC, a couple folks that did guest spots, and they were like, hold up, are you in the Charlotte comedy group? <laughs> really? And I was like, yeah. And she was like, Oh, she said, y'all got it stirring down there. I was like, oh, shit, okay. And then we started talking about it. Just two comics from out of Tennessee. Wow. So this thing really had legs. My, my first taste of national attention after all these years. <laughs> all these years, all these shows. But talk a little shit. Yeah, that's, that's amazing how people took an interest. Yeah. Let me talk about Debbie real quick. Yeah, that's my what? wife. Yeah, yeah. Debbie. She... she, she <laughs> The wonderful. But I don't want it. I don't want to no. live like that. Everybody no. loves Debbie, right? It's yeah, hard not to. Debbie's Debbie's yeah. one. I married her. She's. I, I was the first one to spot her talent and, and jump in on that. So, yeah, we all love Debbie. <laughs> Careful. Uh, that being said, <laughs> no, she came in. She, she run, It's her group to administrate. And I told her what was going on so that she wouldn't get involved. Uh, but she got involved anyway. She, <laughs> she she did a couple of just mean, like, below-the-belt shots at me <laughs> that had nothing to do with the the, the, the So the you had a wrestling match, and she ran out the back with a steel chair. Exactly. And hit you upside <laughs> She did it, like, while I was in the locker room 20 minutes before the match when there was nobody around to see it. Just took a picture of her. Who was that? Yeah. That's Debbie Millwater coming in. I got a steel chair. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. <laughs> But now she came in, and it's something that we actually fight about a lot, and it's a real, it's a huge uh, area of uh, conflict for us, and she decided to put it out in front of everybody, uh, and that is that I don't believe in comedy competitions, and I don't believe in bringer shows. I think they're both bad for stand-up comedy, and I think they're both bad for the comics who participate in it. Uh, so somehow she brought that in. Is that factual? And that, Yeah, that's, that's absolutely what I believe. Yeah, I, that's why I, the only comedy competition I've ever been a part of is the fight night where we did the hair thing, which we'll talk about in a couple minutes, mm-hmm. uh, just because I knew I needed a stage, and that's a competition, and it wasn't a real competition. There was never any chance I was going to lose. So... Uh, yeah, <laughs> but um, yeah, Debbie, she decided to put all that stuff out there, and that everybody who's ever participated in a competition all of a sudden <laughs> had to choose between the two of us, which I don't particularly care for. Yeah, some people and like it's like choosing people, between yeah. mom and dad. Yeah, that's what mom people and dad are fighting. Mom and yeah. dad are fighting. That was, that was a little said. over the top, but that's what yeah. some people say. <laughs> yeah, but no, I just I. Yeah, I don't know why she jumped in. Jack Jack. There's a fellow named Jack Jack. Jiggity Jack Jack. Jack Jack. Shouts out to Jack Jack. He used to be he used to be the king. Now he's Javarius. Javarius Thornwell. Jack. He 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 jumped in with both legs. So he's the P Diddy of the Charlotte scene here. Exactly. Changed that name like every. Yeah. Well, in that regard, <laughs> sure. And um, <laughs> Jack Jack. Um, but yeah, and Chad. There's a fellow named Chad Alley. 
who I believe lives in South Carolina, who has a very, very big social media following uh, based on what he told me several times. <laughs> he, he, he's a character named Gordo Loco. And right. what, what he does is he, uh, he, he has no shirt on, and he's overweight. And you put those two things together, first of all, you have to do some bleeping. And second of all, <laughs> like just pixelation, just the nipple area, because oh. it gets confusing on Facebook. But yeah, he, as soon as I uh, came in with, I'm so smart and I know everything, he was like, oh yeah, well, I made $11,000 last week. And then he made like a 40-minute video about how he didn't like me. Wow. Did you watch the whole video? Hell no. I didn't oh. even watch Tyrone's video, and I love Tyrone. <laughs> Tyrone made a video? Tyrone made a one-hour video. <laughs> yeah! One hour. It's, he recorded a special about my bullshit. <laughs> and then he came in to save the day eventually, too. He saved my ass at the end. He did? What happened? Yeah. Oh, well, uh, after we did, the, uh, we did the promo, we got the word out. Uh, so, like, day four of Talking Shit Online, Evan and I are doing a lot of uh, back and forth about hair. He did, he did the hashtag weak hair game because we were going towards mm -hmm. the hair versus hair. So I finally uh, I invite him online to be part of the competition or accept my challenge, whatever it is. He raised the stakes to make it hair versus hair. I keep on throwing these little jabs in it at, at uh, Pitfield so he can come in. Like, he, it's obviously he can't be the third participant at this point because he hasn't participated at all, but he could be a special enforcer still. He could be somebody who comes in from the outside and knocks me out. It's not part of the competition. So uh, two days before the show, uh, after I've already finished all the posters and we finally were able to start promoting this thing properly, uh, Jake uh, writes me and says he's not available to uh, do the show. He's tired. Uh, he's exhausted. He's been working too hard. He can't do it. And I wouldn't be a bit surprised if he was also probably put off by the amount of drama, which he certainly has been very smart to avoid in his career. And uh, so I didn't have that. So I had to figure out uh, how are we going to do it. So I hired two wrestlers. I just found out what company Jake worked for, and I called the promoter there, and I hired two wrestlers to come out and do that job, so no Jake, so we'll make it work. Then the day of the performance, I walk in. Uh, I go into uh, the main stage area where they're setting up the fight night stuff, and Ted, the, the general manager, he tells me that Evan's out. But Evan hasn't told me. But he <laughs> says, Evan's out. And they just assume that it means that we're not going to do it. And I was like, we, we got to do it. I hired two wrestlers. I've been talking shit for a week. I look, my balls are hanging out. I got no option. <laughs> I got no option but to finish this thing so I can move on with my life. So uh, the way that they finally played it. In fact, can we play uh, a clip? I think I have a clip from the Evan thing. Uh, when I originally Evan, uh, when I originally challenged Evan, I, I'd very much like to play that clip so you can see where, where the angle's coming from. So which clip is it? Part one? Part two? Uh, it's the one where I'm turning away from the camera and uh, wearing the silver suit. Uh, it's one that's lit properly. For those of you listening at home. <laughs> yes, it's the promo. <laughs> yes. Right, uh, give me a minute. You got it. I, I thought with no microphone, he'd be on the ball with that sort of thing. No, that's cool. That's fine. I'm when you're ready. Well, you sent me three clips, and you didn't tell me which one you wanted when. That's a valid point. <laughs> see what I was doing? I was being a dick uh, again for fun. <laughs> <laughs> and see what he was doing? He was taking it seriously. Talk amongst yourselves for a second? Sure. How you guys doing? You all right? Oh, good. We're doing pretty good. All this talk about me. <laughs> so, Johnny, and I don't know. If Go ahead. This is not it's Ray Money. Yeah, it's, it's I can Ray. talk because it's on his shirt. <laughs> hey, it's <laughs> always branding and marketing. I so. understand. <laughs> uh, when you say real comedian, mm -hmm. is there a really, because like you said, Absolutely. The guy, yeah. like the guy that said social media, Yeah. he says... So essentially, yeah, some he, people he it's does. money, some people it's stage time, some people it's fame, some people it's uh, social media following, like numbers. Mm -hmm. uh, I've always considered it a dedication. I, I, if I, I consider a real comedian somebody who's made sacrifices 
and has dedicated their life to comedy. Mm -hmm. And specifically, a professional comedian is somebody who makes their primary living from live performance. Mm. Like, not just acting, not just being funny, but doing stand-up comedy and devoting their life to it primarily. That's what a real comedian is to me. But that's not to say that all the other people who are comedians are fake comedians. There's just a couple people who are so trying, to, trying to sell things that their uh, their <laughs> egos try to cash checks that their body can't. You know there what I'm saying. Is, yeah. They're not good um, enough. There's money involved. They're not so good so enough. Yeah, you listening at home. You, so not good enough. At this enough. point, should there be categories all across the board? Every, no. I mean, and, and, I mean no. yeah. someone that will start on social media may have never touched the stage yeah. in their life. They will immediately, even if they just tell jokes in the office, yeah. they will list themselves as comedians. And they'll start giving advice to somebody who's been doing it for half a week. <laughs> <laughs> and yeah. that's where it's dangerous. Now, the solution is not that we label everybody. The solution mm -hmm. is that everybody identifies themselves with how long they've been doing comedy. So uh, just either in their, their profile or just talking amongst themselves, just or look at the level that they're at. If, if it's somebody who is learning at the same level you are, they're not going to give you advice that's going to move you to where you want to be. Figure out who you want to be, then talk to that person and figure out how they got there. Podcasts are fantastic for that. That's why I love podcasts like this one, because you can really delve deep into people's process and, and learn the path they took. You said another point. You said as being your primary living, this yeah. being your primary living. That's, that's just the definition of professional for me. I mean, that's, that's, not, that's great. I mean, yeah. just, and I am not there, so I, and that is yeah. my, I'm making But you have of, your own t-shirts. You're, you're clearly hey. a real comedian. <laughs> you got merch. Hey. There's a million, it's just, you, no, I know you. I've seen you at a hundred open mics. It's, it's, I said, that, that sounded like an insult and I didn't mean it as such. Hey, I've I seen you. I don't I've even seen, take it. No, good. No, I've seen you work a lot. You're obvious. Anybody who works, who does the work is a comedian. <laughs> Easy. That's it. Anybody who does the work is a comedian. And the sketch yeah. folks and the improv uh, brothers and sisters who got so mad at me, I just never thought they identified themselves as a comedian. I didn't think they used that nomenclature. They do. I did not know that. I thought they thought yeah. of themselves as sketch players or comedy actors or improvisers. I never knew that they would say, I'm a comedian. So I didn't yeah. realize I was going to step on their foot with it, mm -hmm. which is a shame. That's the right clip. Okay. This is a three-minute promo that I wrote uh, that came out three days before uh, Evan and my match. That uh, And Evan Pitfield, you should know, has long hair and a long beard. Johnny Millwater, question. Lately, here on the Charlotte comedy scene, there's been a lot of angry talk about you. Recently, comedian Evan Pitfield even challenged you to a three-minute one-on-one comedy battle where the loser, by audience vote, has to shave his head bald. Seven more minutes. How do you respond? <laughs> of question. Ears open, mouth <laughs> shut, Debbie Millwater, because I'm about to lay down some comedy wisdom from on high. Evan Pitfield is not a comedian. I'm a real comedian. Evan Pitfield is a walking fire hazard. We all took Look the at his Sasquatch. Okay. All right. Good to know. He looks like a sorority shower drain. And this her suit. That's hat a great job. That was that was solid. That was solid. Hate me if you want. I'm sticking my nose into the comedy scene from a thousand nautical miles away. I am the Charlotte comedy scene. <laughs> I'm the man behind the woman, behind the man. That's and don't Debbie's you forget part. it. You're all in my house, Duck Dynasty. Here's a history lesson, Heaven Pitfield. 
When I got here 14 years ago, Charlotte had one open mic and 20 open micers. Now there's open mics every night of the week and hundreds of wannabes and losers who think they have what it takes to be on the big stage. And that's what you are, Pitfield. You're a wannabe. You're a loser. You're an IT man with delusions of grandeur. It's <laughs> getting a little Jack in there. A little Jack like Nicholson in there. Washed Italian asshole. Ha, ha, ha. That's so good. That Every joke. time you walk on my stage, looking like a Wookiee's nutsack, there's a possible <laughs> audience member who will never try stand-up comedy again. And I won't have it. I have devoted my life to stand-up comedy. <laughs> I work harder than anybody in this town, and there is nobody to come out of Charlotte who's ever been funnier than me. Who's funnier than Johnny Millwater? Joe Zimmerman? Will Jacobs? Sid Davis? Ed Mabry? Blair Nyad? Jason Allen King? Let me tell you something about all them. All those players came to me when they had nothing in their heart but a dream. And I taught them what it means to be a real comedian. So what do I have to say to your hair versus hair challenge? I say, hell yes. Bring it on, Evan Pitfield. Whether you're a hacker or just a hack, you can't Hack it. And as for the oh, five magnificent man that's made of hair, you're never going to touch that. So on June 4th, I will show you, Evan Pitfield, who's <laughs> laughing now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. My very first wrestling promo. It's pretty good. I was uh, five drafts, two rewrites, one workshop. And 22 <laughs> takes. Come on. Brian will tell you. I have, I have some short-term memory issues. <laughs> that much time on that, huh? Yeah, that much time on just that part, because that was always part of the plan. And I've always wanted to do it. And it was so much fun. <laughs> so at any point, uh, at any point during this, uh, did you say to yourself, uh, what the fuck am I doing? <laughs> no. I knew what I was doing, and I did it. Exactly At any point, doing. did you say, I'm doing a lot? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm was, a busy man. I am. Well, I'm not. <laughs> yeah, I was at I, I got lots of free time when I need it. I, I was able to, you know, I dedicated like one hour a day to promoting the thing and then a couple hours to writing and a couple hours to rewriting. And also the set that I did, the show night. Right. I spent a lot of time putting that together, too, because it was kind of a fun exercise to do everything precisely wrong. So. <laughs> So, because uh, there were a couple things that we thought about, please, uh, when we discussed this, was it last week or the week before? Two, I think it's two, two weeks, weeks yeah. ago. Um, <clears throat> I think that part of what happened here is that so many of the people that are members of this Charlotte comedy scene group are so young, and because I'm sitting there reading it, and I'm like, I can't fathom giving a damn about somebody else's label for me. 
You know, but I'm black. I haven't had that luxury. <laughs> People have been trying to put bullshit now, labels on me from birth. Now, so, but, 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 when but, you say they're young, do you mean they're young in comedy? comedy. Or, or, yeah. They're like you've only been in comedy so, for a couple so, of years. So, when you're, right. and you know, when you're young in comedy, mm-hmm. the slightest thing can derail we you. We are very, very sensitive. Yeah. So, yeah, was there, especially. was there mm-hmm. any part of you that was like, I'm being a little, little heavy handed with the humor considering my audience? That these are people that... It, it only worked for that audience, and what I did would only work for that audience. It was specifically designed for comedians and for people who are on their way to becoming comedians. That Everything was built around that group, because that's the only group that I showed the videos to. It's the only group that I advertised. Uh, the whole thing with me and Evan, it was sort of a dry run to see that if I could hold up my end, first of all, mm-hmm. uh, and also to see if people took an interest. Right, so, so I did it for the smallest group possible, which is comedians out of Charlotte, North Carolina. <laughs> right. Uh, and... That was it. I, I did it, and I'm happy I did it. I so, thought it was fun. So then, the intent and those and those considerations. Uh, now that you look back on it and you see how many people took it personally and see how many people were genuinely hurt by it, I don't. That's the part I'm having trouble with. I don't know anybody. I, I so you think I've had that two that people is, write me, and a lot yeah. of people saying there's lots of people who feel bad, and you've you've heard a lot of people, but I haven't heard from those people. I don't know who those people are, and mm-hmm. I don't know how to make it right. I love spending time and doing Charlotte comedy. Everything I said about open micers is a lie. I'm out of the open mics every chance I get. Uh, I find every single one of them inspiring, no matter what their level of of skill. It's exciting to me to see people who love comedy as much as I do and be around them. And I really hope that now that they know I exist, I can be a little bit more part of the comedy scene and and try to make things right with those you who have a problem from what they think I am as opposed to what I actually am. Mm -hmm. I was hoping my reputation would be enough to sustain it, but it didn't turn out that way, so I'll build a new reputation. Well, like I said, I think just so many of those folks are new. You know, it's like they they wouldn't know your your reputation or any which any works for me too. Yeah, yeah. I, and I, I've I've tried to keep a pretty low profile except for this thing. Like I don't like promotion. That's kind of one of the reasons I did it. Is everything about it is outside of my comfort zone. Insulting people is outside of my comfort zone. Saying how great I am is outside of my comfort zone. Everything about that. Mm-hmm. Putting my looks on the line is outside my comfort zone. Uh, wearing that ridiculous suit, that silver mm-hmm. thing was way out of my comfort zone. But but it was interesting because <clears throat> if there were like a pie chart. Mm-hmm. What percentage of this? Because I've heard you talk about two things. Yeah. What, what what percentage of it would be? I wanted to spark a meaningful conversation 40. about comedy and labels and and how we approach this thing. And also, I wanted to promote a show. Let's say 40, Which, 60. 40 percent. I wanted to do good things for the scene, but I didn't think. I mean, I'm just one guy doing a post. I really didn't think. I think it did turn out to do good things, but it wasn't because of me. It was because of all the other people who stepped up and started talking to each other about things they didn't talk about. But for me, it was about, one, uh, doing the best job I possibly could in the promotion and the execution and the concept, uh, making sure that I did it well. That's really what interests me in general. And then um, people's reaction to it was, I can live with it, but it's not, it's not really what I'm interested in. I, I want to repair any damage I did, but for the most part, it was just... Uh, just entertainment. That's so, how it'd be funny. What I'm so what I'm reading, and, and we've just a little bit talked about this, is because I think one of the questions is like, where you know, where did it, where did it go wrong? Mm-hmm. And I don't feel like you feel like it. We went wrong. It was just I, it just went the way that it went, and people's reactions to it was was where it sort of got. Derailed. I think the perception of the damage it did is different than the actual damage. I, I mm-hmm. really there's a couple of people who I just love. There's who are just wonderful, positive, all the time people. And uh, and also Brian, and 
<laughs> See, well, there was tremendous have... damage done to Brian. Yeah, he I had no idea. Group. Nobody knew. And he, he still ain't back. He, he knew. He found out. Gone. He still ain't. He should have called me. I would have straightened it all. He's still out. hurt. But yeah, no, nah, I just I, I don't want to poison the well at all. I don't want to hurt anybody at all. I just want to. I think the comedians that I talked to are professional comedians. Thought the entire thing was hilarious, beginning to end, because they recognized all the. What's the word I'm looking for? Where the same thing happens over and over again. Archetypes, mm-hmm. something like that. They recognized all the the beats that I was hitting, mm-hmm. uh, both in the show and in the promotion of the show. Did people call you? Like, uh, hey, what's going on? You here? know, that's the amazing thing. I, I I thought for sure I'd be getting a whole bunch of fuck you, Melwater. Just a lot of DMs like that. I did. I got one, like I said, from the folks from from the, the improv, the, group, yeah, from yeah. the improv and sketch group, and that was very well written. And it was from a friend. I expected mm-hmm. to get a whole bunch from strangers. I didn't get a single angry anything. Uh, the, what I did get was support. I, I had seven or eight people who cared enough to get in contact with me, Brian, and <laughs> like, like real friends, friends of mine who, who care uh, about my well-being and whatnot, and they, they saw me in this obvious cry for help, and, and they, know, <laughs> they know my history of mental illness and stuff. So they were like, man, I'm, I'm not going to let Johnny die. I'm going to get in touch with him instead. Uh, some people were like, oh, I'll leave the group. Other people were like, I am going to stop my friend from dying by reaching out to him in a very simple human gesture. And, and seven people did that, and it meant the world to me. There were people I didn't know cared. There were people who uh, I've known for a long time who I didn't realize were in the group. And every single one of them who wrote to me, I just let them know, no, this is just a work. It's just me turning heel. It's just it's a wrestling thing. It's fun. Yeah. And most of them were back on board. Does it, so does it, does it warm your heart the same way, knowing that they reached out over false pretenses? Absolutely. The pretense, I, I can understand if they're mad. Um, <laughs> right. I was like, I called this, I wouldn't have called him if I'd have known him. Well, no, 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 that's, I, I, I thought he was having a mental break. And he's like, clearly, and I'm going to have several worried, more. Man, worried about <laughs> your ass and you're playing a wrestling joke. That's right. That's, well, that's legit. That's th- legit. You know, I think there's something to this that we see this now. We see this drama on Facebook and all, you know, online, Twitter, whatever it is. So this yeah. isn't an unfamiliar thing that people see. And some and of it's us not might familiar so concern. Yeah, with exactly. Comedians. That's right. So mental the idea health, mental health is a concern away. with all of us. We're all taking time bombs. Some of you guys are, are, are a little bit more you, you don't think that's true? I see well, Ray's no, no, making no. a face. No, I I guess I didn't see I, I guess when I look at especially in the comedy scene, I don't yeah. see anything as mental health. I think everyone has a little <laughs> is a little mental in, in yeah. aspect. Yeah. So I think like when I said I, I didn't care, I guess because I just see so much on Facebook. Like yeah. probably before I saw any message, I was just watching two girls and a dude fighting, and then I scrolled up and I yeah. saw your post. I'm like, yeah. eh, whatever. Not, <laughs> not caring. People make me sick, too. Shit. I just saw yeah. <laughs> Not caring is completely legitimate. That's the right way to go. I'm like, yeah. eh. <laughs> I think that there is a level of desensitization. Des- yeah, being yeah. desensitized, I couldn't get that word. I out. thought I was way, way, way over the top. I thought that it was so obvious. Like, I... I can't fat like you got listening to you talk about it two weeks ago. You're my friends, <laughs> right. all of you were, and <laughs> not Brian. He left the group. <laughs> he left the group. He was part it's of the group, and now he's on his own. He's gone solo. Yeah. But okay. yeah, <laughs> it was okay. needed. It was definitely needed. It was time for Brian to leave. <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> oh no, you're not talking about that. <laughs> but I'm just saying. I thought it was going to be obviously over the top, and everybody thought it was real because they are desensitized. Because yeah. the, we we all have different ways at some time or another. We all lose faith. We all uh, lose confidence in our abilities as comedians. We all get fed up that everybody else is so stupid 
it's not natural. It's not true. It's just something comedians go through. It's and the longer you do it, the more you start to recognize the patterns. Well, you know the other. You know the other. The other part. I think. Oh, we need to go to a break. Yeah. Oh, okay. Oh no, I was just going to say that. I think the other reason that some people may have been fooled by it was because not everyone read closely. I mean, when you see four hundred comments, you're gonna pick cherry pick a few to look at. That's true. And then kind of look at that. So I'm if you're not, that. so if you, so like you said, some of the context clues and stuff you dropped, if you didn't read closely, you might, you know what I mean. So people don't read closely. I don't care. No, no, no. no I'm not, not saying. My problem. No, I'm not. I, I don't know what you're doing there. <laughs> I'm not saying that you cared. I'm just saying that that would explain why when you go, it's crazy that people thought this was serious. Absolutely. Those are probably people that didn't read closely because I fall in that category. Because you had me. Yeah. Like I said, me and my wife. I'm mm. like, Johnny, look at Johnny. And then, and then the other comedians came in. I'm like, oh shit. So me, we sit there laughing because my wife loves the tea. Mm-hmm. So we sit there. So we sitting there just like whoa. So, but again, we weren't reading closely, and also, you were making legitimate points. That's the other part about this yeah. that was the is fun that, part. and I want to get to that after the break because okay. there were legitimate points being made throughout this too. It wasn't just some hoax where it was nonsensical mutterings, forty percent rantings. Right. It was. It was. There, there was, was some point. stuff here. There so we'll talk point. about that uh, when we come back. Soreness and pain isn't always the result of activity. This is a 60-second wellness tip powered by Ortho Carolina. Prolonged sitting in a car or at your job aggravates muscles and joints and can cause pain. A standing desk can help. The key to alleviating the discomfort that sitting can cause is changing positions more frequently during the day. Alternating between sitting and standing at your desk, in addition to taking walk breaks and stretching, can work to loosen those tight muscles and joints. The perfect standing desk should be high enough so your computer keyboard is at elbow level and your monitor at face level to avoid neck strain. Before you start standing at your desk, take into consideration any knee or foot injuries and wear flat, comfortable shoes. This has been your 60-second wellness tip, powered by Ortho Carolina, official team physicians of the Carolina Panthers and proud sponsor of the Queen City Podcast Network. For more tips or to make an appointment, visit orthocarolina.com. Admit it, staying informed is hard. There's so much information, it's hard to find content that speaks right to you. And local radio has left Charlotte behind. there was one place where you could find news, entertainment, sports, music, food, and comedy created in and all about the place you call home. This is the Charlotte Newsmakers Podcast. The Charlotte Podcast. This is John. And this is Miller. There's good all around us. Let's hear about it. Welcome to Do Good Charlotte, the Yelp Charlotte Podcast. Welcome to Fun With Failure. This is your man, Colin Cole, and I'm bringing to you the Players Report. Welcome to the Comedy Zone Podcast. All right, we're back with Prime After Prime. The Advent Coworking Podcast. 1K, the 1,000 second podcast. Another episode of Cheers, Charlotte. Thanks for being with us. My name's Brian LaFontaine. This is You May Have Seen. This is the Queen City Podcast Network, powered by Ortho Carolina, changing the way Charlotte listens at queencitypodcastnetwork.com.
sound in my ears is it's low. It's so quiet, yeah. But my right. voice feels cool. So how do we sound? We sound all right? Yeah, yeah, good. All right, well, let's keep the, keep the train rolling. So when we went to break, uh, I was saying that even throughout a work, right? They call it wrestling mm-hmm. a work. That's exactly what it was. Right, so even throughout that, with what Johnny was saying, you were making what sounded like some legitimate points and some some points worth talking about and considering. One of them was, from what I could discern, was you were saying that when you when everyone calls themselves a comedian, whether because it's not like an attorney or a doctor where there's some governing body that says you know that, that there's some delineation made that way. That's not the case with comedy. It's just this sort of lawless land in terms of how you can brand yourself. Mm-hmm. So if you have Johnny Millwater, comedian over 20 years of experience, right? That's right, 22. 22 years of experience having a show for, say, $20 a ticket at the Comedy Zone or wherever. Mm-hmm. And then you got somebody else saying, well, we got six comedians for, for $5. <laughs> right. Yeah. Six, And everybody goes, wow, well, that's... And I've not heard of any of these people. Yep. I'd, I'd rather pay, I think, five for some comedians... Verse 20 for some co- a comedian. So if that's all you know, and there's no like, okay, well, this is this kind or this level or whatever, you're just picking a show. And some of these cats are so active on social media that the results are hitting your shit before they hit my shit. Mm-hmm. So, you know, that I think does present a genuine issue when you can call every show a comedy show. And call anyone a comedian, because what does that do to the market? And, the, and there's another side, if I may, to this, and that yeah. is, if people go see a really shitty comedy show, they'll stop going That's to see it. comedy. It's That's not like it. you, you. It's not like you hear a, a shitty band and you're like, well, I'm not going to any music shows anymore. Right. It's a unique. Uh, but they do it with comedy, yeah. and the venue goes. The same brush. And then the venue say that venue has that experience, and they're like, well, nobody liked it. It sucked. We're not having comedy here again. Mm-hmm. So then when John or someone else comes with their show, a legitimate veteran. You know, well-crafted show. They're they're out because their first experience was that. Yeah. So that stuff is happening, and veteran comics who feed their families doing this are having to deal with that. It, it, it's it does dilute the brand, and it does dilute people's <clears throat> perception of what stand-up comedy is. But I don't think it's costing me any money, really. Uh, I don't think I'm missing out on any bookings because there's so many other shows going on. Uh, I don't think that they're that they. call them showcases, call them open mics, whatever you want. I don't think that they are drawing enough of an audience to take away from the shows that I want to do with the Comedy Zone or over here or over there. Uh, it irritates me uh, when they take credit for work they haven't done, but I don't think it's really hurting anybody. Okay. It's just something that makes me roll my eyes. Okay, so you don't think... <clears throat> so you don't a, think Aspiring there's... comic is perfect. That's exactly right. Mm-hmm. Even I'm an aspiring comic. Right. 22 years, and I'm still trying to figure it out. So then, so you, you think that even, like, even for other veteran comics, maybe comics that don't work through the Comedy Zone or... Uh, it, might, it might affect... Theatrical sales. I just feel like I've heard the complaint. Yeah, no, it's it's a lot of people complain that way. I just don't. But you don't think it's a legitimate. I don't agree with the. I don't agree with the logic. No, it's it's the same thing with like uh, a lot of clubs. They'll say if you play this room, you can't play our room. That's never made sense to me either because nobody knows who I am, and it's not like they're only going to see one Johnny Millwater show a year. They're seeing two comedy shows, and if I happen to be in both of them, and this hasn't been an issue for many years, but I'm sure you guys have to deal with it now. It's just another thing that's illogical. Mm -hmm. It's just go do quality work. Make sure the work is quality. That's the most important thing. There's a lot of people who get on stage who aren't who haven't done the work they need to do to get their set where it needs to be. It's the only in thing in front we, of a paying audience. It's the only thing we can control. Exactly. That's what we do. 
There's only two things you can control in life, stand-up comedy and suicide. I wish I remembered the smart person who said that. Hmm. It was a comedian. <laughs> Hopefully that, that's still around. Those of you listening at home, pull over, <laughs> Google that quote. You'll be glad you did. What Now, one, you know, one point that uh, some of the folks on the other side of this Please. discussion were making that I thought was kind of a legitimate point was when you say that, uh, and maybe this is an opportunity to clarify what you meant, but when you say uh, open micers shouldn't be giving each other advice. Yes. Uh, a lot of times coming up, and I think some comics or, or some folks made this point, You, it's just a lot of times, the and maybe some of this is on the veteran comics, but some of these places, there's nobody with over three years experience in them. It's true. Are you not supposed to talk to each other and talk about the experiences you're having and what you're learning from the experiences? I'm not talking about no camaraderie. You're going to okay. help each other out. You can always say, hey, maybe that joke could be a little bit shorter. Uh, mm -hmm. That didn't quite work. Maybe try and change this word. Absolutely. But there's certain places okay. that brand new people give really terrible advice. Okay. And what, it doesn't bother me one-on-one -on -one because you take it or leave. As long as you know you can take or leave any advice you get at any club, you're going to have a good headset. It's just the people who convince you that they're right because they're so confident and they mm -hmm. don't know yet. Like going over your time or showing up late or uh, you know wearing shorts on stage or just, just very, very basic things, working really dirty in the host spot, uh, making another comic look bad. Pretty much all the things that I did over the past week, those are all examples of things that shouldn't be done. Mm -hmm. And that's what I'm trying to put out there. Well, that's great. I mean, it is great advice, but I, I know what you're talking about. I still go to open mics, and yeah. I, can, I plan to continue to. And um, They're very rewarding. The, I, I think they're great. Yeah. It's, just, it's just good practice. And I don't know a lot of 20-year-old like, guys who've been doing it for 25 years who still go to the open mics, and they're missing out. It's inspiring. I'm sorry, you were saying. Kind of, yeah. That's what I think. But just, I mean, kind of adding on to that, you definitely hear some, some advice. Uh, but I think one of the worst parts of open mics is the, is the bravado in there is everybody pounding their chest at each other right. as opposed to what I feel like I got more of growing up in the north was people breaking you down not pumping you up everyone's rah 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 I'm, I'm a great I'm a great comic yada yada and yet you never see them on anything any other shows you know and that's not to to criticize people who haven't done shows who are doing open mics it's the it's someone needs to come and put everybody's feet back on the ground sometimes. Exactly. It's one thing to be excited. You had a really good set tonight, and it's another thing to say, I'm the most underrated comic in Charlotte. And Vanity it, and arrogance yeah. are the opposite of funny. That's one of the right. things I was trying to do, too, is, is demonstrate that if the audience didn't like you, no matter how good the jokes are, they're still going to turn. And vanity is, look how cool I am, is something you have the first year, maybe the second year. And then comedy, and you guys will testify this, beats the shit out of you. Stand-up comedy <laughs> smacks every bit of cocky you get off of you if you're doing it for, for a living. And that's how you can spot. You know, the cocky people haven't done comedy long enough no. because they still got cocky on them. You know what I mean? Right. And that's what I'm really talking about. It's the people who are t talking about how great they are. It's just not how it's done in comedy. You always make the other people look good. That's the point. Always make the other people look good. And mm -hmm. then they make, they make you look good, and everybody looks good. It's easy. So as the other two folks that, that helped uh, do this, Jake mm -hmm. and Evan, mm -hmm. did you get a sense of how they felt it turned out? I have 
had no communication. I've tried to get in touch with uh, Jake. He's been traveling. I've tried to get in touch with Evan. He's not writing me back. Not a good sign. Not a good sign. <laughs> All right. Uh, but yeah, yeah. Evan, I mean, Evan dropped out the night of. The story I heard, if you don't mind me telling the yeah, story, I'm and I curious. sincerely this hope that he the will. The floor is open, brother. I sincerely hope that if it's not correct, that somebody will reach out to you guys and correct it. Um, I heard secondhand that Evan had a appointment with uh, Brian Heffron, who runs Heffron Talent International in the Comedy Zone, uh, and a couple of other bookers there. Uh, he was looking for some feature work. Well-deserved. And uh, after all this happened, they asked him about this. They didn't know it was a work. They didn't know that I was going to lose no matter what. And Evan apparently was not comfortable. And Hef said, well, if you're not comfortable, you shouldn't do it. And Evan, having heard the word from the president of, the, of show business, he decided <laughs> not to do the show. Huh. But Tyrone jumped in. I'm so glad. Do we have time to, to listen to the thing? Yeah. Okay, uh, this is the first time. That was an hour. No, we don't have time. Yeah, okay. What are you talking about with Tyrone? <laughs> What's the, is this a oh, not Tyrone's. No, no, I just said. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I wanted to play. I wanted to play the comedy that night. We hear that hour, and shit. then explain how it ended. All right. So uh, we've let's. It's uh, this is I believe Johnny One. Love Tyrone. I want to hear that hour. I love Tyrone too. He's a hero. <laughs> I bought that hour life. He's a hero. Uh, but this is uh, this is the set. Uh, the show uh, where Evan was supposed to come. Evan did not come, but we didn't tell the audience that until the very end. Uh, and this is the set that I did to irritate the audience. I would like you guys, as comics, if you can, take notes of all the things I did wrong. I tried to do every single thing wrong mm -hmm. in my short set, and that was the point of this set. Um, okay. You may have Starting with the intro. Your Shouts out to Coco Fresh. Sounds like that's Coco. Yeah. Also, Wanda Sykes does quality work. She does sound like Wanda Sykes. He's open for Dustin Diamond, Holly Short, It's a long intro. We'll, we'll start there. How's that? Sounds like, sounds like Will's. You've seen Will on. And the Muppets. Damn right. Beat the Muppets. <laughs> Any of you. <laughs> He's performed at clubs <laughs> and colleges Awful. all in all 49 real United States and Alaska. I'd have walked out. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Would have been enough. Rolled up onto a scroll, oh, so God. she had to hold the scroll with two hands. The deep thinking, ego shrinking, single malt liquor drinking, <laughs> Godfather of Charlie Comedy, the maniac on the mic, Johnny, the hashtag real comedian. In case you didn't get it, <laughs> great work by Coco. Yeah. You got it to out. nail that long ass intro. <laughs> Good work, Coco. It was on a scroll. <laughs> I am carrying a towel, which I've never done on stage before. And I'm doing that thing where I walk back out and make them clap again. Uh, very hacky and awful. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I've seen it without any sarcasm. Fresh! Yeah! We've got this 
securely on her talent. I'm sure. Finally, a real comedian. After all this bullshit, a straight white man who's not afraid to tell it like it is. T-shirts on order. It's always a pleasure <laughs> to be back in Charlotte, North Carolina, the poor man's Atlanta. Atlanta thinks yeah, they're so big. That's right. <laughs> yeah, three straws. Fuck the turtles. I'm thirsty. <laughs> Cam Newton is the quarterbacks, but Fit Newtons are the cookies. Fine. That's great. That's great. If that's all you got, <laughs> I'm a genius. <laughs> that just serves bacon. Who wouldn't love that? Jews. But besides Muslims, but besides Jews and Muslims, Hindus, besides Jews, Muslims, Hindus, vegetarians, vegans, jewels from Pulp Fiction, anybody who's read Charlotte's Web recently, but besides them, who wouldn't love a restaurant that just serves bacon? I'm going to call it the strip club. Oh, people will be disappointed at first. They'll be coming in with their dollar bills and their hopes <laughs> Yeah, where are the ladies at? What the f What is that, bacon? <laughs> My money problems are over. I know what you're thinking. You guys might be too dumb for these jokes. <laughs> you people. You know from funny anyway, you bunch of hillbillies. The only thing worse than your sense of humor is your barbecue. Putting coleslaw on pulled pork is a hate crime. I stand by I that. I know what you're thinking. This guy shaves his balls. And you're right. I don't do it for you, probably. I do it for my lady. She likes them to keep it clean down there. And the way I figured after this many years, God bless her for showing up. You want me to shave? I'll shave. You want some potpourri? Scented candle? Sudoku? I can get you Sudoku. Microphone's supposed to cut off right there because I ran long. Oh, but the microphone didn't cut off. That's plenty, I'd say. That's all my time. I'm tired. <laughs> there you go. Ah, very lucky audience. That's nice. uh, true. And there was two jokes. There was two jokes I didn't get to that I can only tell here because uh, the real audience would eat me alive in a real set. Okay. Uh, I'm hilarious. I'm funnier than Donald Trump getting hit by a truck. Can you just see him on the ground shaking? Be like, no collision, no collision. It's a very funny <laughs> Trump joke that I can never, ever use. And then another one that I forgot. It's good. So what did I do wrong? <laughs> yeah. uh, I, well, you did a lot of things wrong, of course. Yeah. Um, the, um, the 
a couple I can remember. <laughs> uh, only a three minutes set. Went over, yeah, you know, it went over the, and this is, you know, for the folks listening too, um, pull out your pens and paper at home mm-hmm. and listen back and go back and count. Can you count? How many things? Now, Johnny, do you have an official number? Oh, no, I didn't count. I just everything. I oh, did everything yeah. wrong. Right. Okay. So I, so then, uh, yeah, you went over the time and you insulted the crowd. You said they were too dumb. Mm-hmm. You told the city. Uh, I called them you people. The city. You called Nobody them likes people. being called you people. <laughs> you did. Uh, you did. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> yeah, that's all I remember. Yeah. You weren't very likable. I wasn't, I wasn't likable at all. I, I walked back out again. Uh, which is very uncool. The intro obviously was way too long, and, and uh, yeah, no, that's nobody another cares. good one. Th- those of you, you guys work me in real life. My intro is "Please welcome to the United States of America, Johnny Melwater," because yeah. nobody cares. And mm-hmm. people who use what contests they won or what celebrity they open for, they look foolish, in my opinion. And that was what that was going for. So then the set was a teaching tool as well. Very as much so. Yeah, never stop teaching, huh? I want everybody to do well, and there's there's some ways that I can I can tell them directly, and there's some ways I can show them by example, and that's what I'm trying to do is, hopefully they'll learn from my mistakes. You you really I get you really do. I, what the one thing I've I've taken from one thing I've taken from all this is that you really seem to care about Charlie. not but but not just stand up generally, in particular Charlotte yeah. comedy. It's you my seem, town. You you yeah you're very yes you're very. Uh, Proud, I am. I, I I can live anywhere. I'm a comic. I work nonstop. They fly me to where I'm working. I've traveled all across the United States, and Charlotte, North Carolina, is the best city I've ever visited. It's it's, it's home. And there wasn't much comedy when we got here. That part's true, and it's grown and it's grown. And now to see so many talented people, so many people who I know are just on the edge of breaking into doing what they want to do, it's it's inspiring. It's joyful. I love I love Charlotte, and also the fact that we get along with the improv people. And we get along with the sketch people. In most towns, they just talk about how much they suck. Everybody, the improv people think the sketch people are too whatever, and the stand-ups think the improv people aren't funny enough, and blah blah. But we don't have that in Charlotte. We actually we go to each other's show. We have respect, a professional courtesy. Which it's is, kind of fun that you're seeing a lot huge. more stand-up being done at improv shows, Absolutely. which I think is really cool. And improv yeah. a- actors doing stand-up, and stand-up comics doing improv. It's yeah. it's we're all on the same page. We all got to look out for each other, yeah. and. That's kind of the point. Now, that, and that, and I want to ask you about that because why why do you feel it important for there to be a sense of community? Because if you look at other professions, like the, like I'm a lawyer, like there's mm-hmm. no oh we got to get the lawyers on the same page. Like nobody gives a shit. Like everybody's <laughs> just a lawyer, a professional lawyer. Well, you're doing, so, you so, did all your work before you became a lawyer. Comics are doing all the work while they're comics. You just said well, we just said that they're not comics. Well, right? you know, Until, that's the real comedian game. But I'm saying, as they're learning, as, as they're as they're on stage doing comedy, what label aside, they can't practice it by themselves. You can sit in a room and do an online thing and read over a course of 18 years and become a lawyer. I assume I don't know anything about these <laughs> things, but you can't do Good that try. as a comedian. You have to watch each other. You have to uh, see the same set over and over again, and you can either hate each other and have every time you go to an open mic be an ordeal. Uh, and you can second guess every choice you make, or you can support each other and learn and grow, and then the success of your friends is your success instead of a this guy got something I didn't deserve, which is something the comics have in spades and is poisonous. Was it awkward at all when the veteran comics and some other folks swooped in and was like, you know, yeah, you all are babies, you are sensitive. It's like, well, I'm doing a work and y'all yeah. are swooping and being serious about this. Well, no, I was I, I, I was doing a work about being an asshole, but 
I have the, the stuff that they agree with. I agree with too. It's it's don't call yourself a comedian until you're a comedian, uh, and other people will apply that. And don't give advice unless you're absolutely certain you know what you're talking about. So, so, so the, oh, let me say this before I forget. Something I heard about advice when I was starting out and it was really helpful. When other comics give you, I, I personally don't like to take advice from other comics uh, unless it's in a workshop setting. Um, because at a live show, their perception can't be trusted, the audience's perception can't be trusted, even your own perception can't be trusted, which is why I record all of my performances. And the recordings tell me what I need to know. So I don't need that information from the, open, open, excuse me, from the other open micers. And I think that's how most pros work. Mm -hmm. You can get support, but you don't get feedback. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? You don't walk up and tell somebody, you know, it would be really funny if you... I just I don't think that's appropriate. If, oh, it, does, yeah, if it doesn't come from do that. if it doesn't come from your imagination, it's not the joy. It's it's not that feeling that we're all chasing. So it doesn't right. count. That's interesting. I know, I, I've never heard that phrase that way. I, I heard it first yeah. from Brian Regan. He's my favorite. And, oh, yeah, and he, that was the best argument I've ever heard for originality. He said, if you didn't think of it, then you don't get any joy from it. Mm. Hmm. You don't do it to avoid trouble. You don't not steal because it's going to make you look bad. You just not steal because it's not fun. I think Ray has fallen asleep. Yeah, yeah no, he's Ray's got his phone out. <laughs> he's, he's on the... Oh, he, he just saw Ray no, looking no. down. I'm like, like Ray, don't yeah. to sleep. No, he's, <laughs> on the, he's on the Facebook page posting now. Is he posting about the show? Right, no, like, I'm not that petty. But, uh, <laughs> so, 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 oh, go ahead. I'm sorry. No, you said there's a... People should oh, raise in now. I'm sorry. I, let me sit up. I didn't know we were... I didn't know that was a... Raise we got to get Ray a question. All right, go ahead. You know what? Uh... <laughs> Gonna make me take the room on here. Uh, <laughs> Shit. <laughs> That's my Ray money. I just did. I'm do my solid. <laughs> I can't get probably short enough charges. in the chair. I'm sorry. Uh, <laughs> uh, so you said people can't call themselves comedian and to. No, I said they shouldn't. They shouldn't. There's a big difference. All right. Well, shouldn't, could, yeah. whatever. But Not to Ray. Hey, <laughs> 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 right, look. That's how it sounds. Look, for me, I. I really don't care. I feel like when you say cockiness, I feel like I can stand on the stage with anybody. So sure. it doesn't matter. There's not a even a level to it. It's, you know, it's a it level. Just, it gets polished off. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you should have a level of, of tenacity to be able to think that you could be able to stand on the stage. With Absolutely. Someone. I mean, and comedy is subjective where you say there's no camaraderie, but when you say. No, there's, there's camaraderie. Well, I mean, for as uh, the improv people as well ah, as. Ah, that the, part, yeah. So. With, with that being said, if outside of that being their primary living, how if someone said, "Hey, I'm a comedian," mm -hmm. they shouldn't. That's up subjective to you. Mm -hmm. So you said their primary living is when they should say they're a comedian. So you, you want to know how you know? How you know? When the other comedian sounds almost embarrassed. If you meet somebody and they're like, "What do you do for a living?" It's like, "I'm a I'm a comedian." And if they go, "I'm a comedian," they're not a comedian. It's it's yeah, comedians are. I know about half the guys I know lie. They won't even tell you they're a comedian, like on a plane or something. Like, I'm an alcohol sales or something. They'll make something up. Gotcha. Yeah. If you're bragging, you're not working. Gotcha. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Unless you're bragging, like, you know, bragging in front of a camera. If you're doing it towards something. <laughs> All right. Well said. All right. <laughs> you can go back to sleep, right? No. Yeah. But going <laughs> back to the... Uh, hey. <laughs> you guys like the paper yeah. in this. <laughs> no, just play it, man. <laughs> No. Uh, Do you have a Johnny? So, so we're on the back end of this. Sure. Right. Yeah. So. Uh, oh, let me tell how the story ended. Oh yeah, please. Uh, do. Uh, 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 okay, so Evan wasn't there. 
So uh, I did my set. It went really, really well. It was at the end of a, about a one-hour show, so it was the very last thing. So when I saw Evan wasn't going to be there, I looked around to see who else was in the audience. And Tyrone Burston, who was a friend of the podcast and a friend of mine, one of my former students and a great comic, uh, he had me in the back, and I said, hey, here's what I'm going to do. I'll do an open challenge. All right? I'll just go out and say, nobody in this town is funnier than me. Nobody can beat me. If anybody wants to come up here and do three minutes, then we'll put my hair against their hair. And then Tyrone comes up. He has no hair, so right off the bat, we got to laugh. And, uh, and Tyrone's very well loved in that room. He's played fight nights for years. He's, everybody in Charlotte likes Tyrone. He's, he's the perfect guy to be the hero. So he walked up, uh, did about a minute and a half of uh, talking trash about me, and then did three minutes of stellar stand-up comedy. Uh, we had the audience vote. Naturally, they voted to have my head shaved. Uh, I refused to do it, and then I had the wrestler sneak up behind me and put me in a sleeper hold, and they put me in the chair, unconscious, and uh, all the contestants each took a little tuft of hair, and I spent the night uh, getting shaved, and then at the end, I acted very, very upset. And I did, <laughs> it did everything that I wanted to do. I, I considered it a complete success. As a matter of fact, I'd, li I'd like to talk about that. Jason, I, I, I listened to the podcast. I listened to all the podcasts, and... I listened to the last two podcasts, <laughs> and <laughs> the, ones, the ones where you, you, you tagged me, and <laughs> they were great, and, <laughs> and you said that you didn't think uh, that what I was trying to accomplish got accomplished, yeah. and, and I absolutely think it did. Uh, it was a publicity uh, exercise. People know who I am now. Uh, the room was full. Were you guys there for the night of the head shaving? Were you at that show? No. Okay, well, it's completely full. Sold out. <laughs> Standing room only. And that can't be argued with because you weren't there. So <laughs> you wouldn't have room for you anyway. It, it was sold out. It was sold out. There were people hanging from the rafters. I tried. They it was insane. <laughs> no, there's, there's a guy with a stick. It was rough. But uh, no, I wanted, I wanted to have a good eye. I wanted to write and execute a wrestling promo and, and uh, execution, which I did. Uh, and I wanted to get people talking about comedy, about the stuff that's interesting. And, and I did all that. There was never really anything beyond that. I just wanted to get people talking and do this thing that I always wanted to do. Mm -hmm. And I did it. I executed. I didn't freak out. I didn't quit. I didn't back out at the last minute. I rolled with the punches, and I got it done. If I hurt some feelings, it's not my intention, but I got it done. I just want to get stuff done. That's the hardest thing in comedy, in my opinion, is just getting something done. So so then, Jason, then why, why would you, from your perspective, yeah. why did you feel the way I, you felt? I think when we were talking about it, and I, I do to some degree still stand by, stand by because of some of the things like Evan Pitfield's participation in that mm -hmm. it's, it has kind of dropped off at the end. He, uh, for whatever reason, hasn't felt good about it. I think some people have, have left the uh, left the... I'm looking at Brian. So. Yeah, no, we all are. No, he left some, the group. Some people yeah. left. I, I think I was thinking more about that than yeah. than it was a big criticism of you. I, I think I it's didn't take it as a criticism of me. It's just my I, I didn't want you to misunderstand my intentions. Sure, sure. No, and, and yeah. I think I'm I'm more enlightened about everything that, that yeah. you did, and I, I think uh, um, we lost a few people on the group, and yeah. I'm, I'm doing what I can to get them back because uh, I I know who they are because Debbie runs the group. Yeah, uh, and think I, they're that's being all sensitive. I can do. Think they're being overly sensitive. I think they didn't want to be around the noise, and now that I, the noise is gone, they should come back. Yeah, it's it's. The, as, I, I talking to Brian. Brian, now that the noise is yeah, gone. Yeah, Brian. If the noise as, is as, gone. As the dust is settling, yeah. I, I, it will be interesting to see how we around. look back on this. Yeah, and maybe maybe I think maybe then I, I will completely come was, off of that statement. One I other uh, very vocal critic, uh, Graham Odom, who works with um, the fantastic sketch group Robot Johnson, who I, I love and I've worked with before. Uh, he wrote a couple big long things about how no matter how you frame it, 
you're still just being an asshole, and it's just an excuse to be an asshole. Hmm. And that's fair. So getting your, getting, <laughs> getting your rocks off. It's not about getting my rocks off. It was just, it's just... It will be... F- it was exercising that part of me that I don't get to use. Yeah. And... It was a self-indulgent thing. It was almost my birthday, and once a year I do a self-indulgent show, and this was it. Well, and this I was getting to this question before, but I do stand by that. I think we're going to see the dust settle, the dust settle uh, down the road and look back on this, and hopefully all the people who are critical maybe will have will be a little more open-minded about a, about a stunt. You pulled off a stunt. I did. Call it whatever you, you like. I, I, it's um, just a little project I had, and I'm hoping that my actions as a human being, uh, if the people who already know me, I've already built up enough where they know what's going on, yeah. and the people who don't know me, I have a chance to build a new reputation. I'm not going to yeah. do anything shitty. I'm not going to say anything rude to anybody. I'm not going to do yeah. anything in that wheelhouse. Huh? Wheelhouse. Sorry. Uh, oh, the wheelhouse. He, he oh, has God, been listening. He proved it. You didn't need yeah. to do that. But I'm not doing Johnny, you didn't I'm not doing any of that foolishness yeah, ever again. <laughs> so I hope that they'll just see the good that's been done and come yeah. back around. And if they don't like me, they don't see me. So it's not going to affect my life in any way whatsoever. I just yeah. don't like causing negative effects to comedians. I love them. I think I also I that's people. sort of what I'm sort of referring to a yeah. little bit too, where I think if you were trying to accomplish bringing everybody together, not everybody's together. And but for, a lot be- of people for better or worse. Together that weren't together before. Sure. They teamed up on me, sure. and that's as good a way to get groups together as any. And I'm also coming from a place of being duped. <laughs> yeah, sorry. I, I really so, don't think anybody would buy it. Uh, <laughs> I, there was a whole lot. I was like, I didn't know if this was reverse engineered. Did something happen? You yeah. had an episode, and everyone was like, "How do we save Johnny? What do yeah. we do? Right. Create a show!" You know, I really, I didn't know. And I, I did it backwards. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so, so good for you for doing Thanks. this. And and this was my question before. It's like having done this now. Something tells me you were you will manufacture something in the future, maybe. Well, I love the the, the concept of combining wrestling with stand up is something I've been experimenting with for years. I, I have a hard time dealing with like twelve comics at a time, which would be necessary for what I have in mind. But I've been wanting to do something called extreme championship comedy for a long time, where we have good guy comics, we have bad guy comics, we have fake competitions that you know, with like celebrity judges or impressionists, something like that. And uh, we do a third roast and a, and a third stand-up. And I want to build that. And I wanted to see if it would work, but I didn't want anybody else to have to take that chance. And like, the end, if, if Evan and... and um, Jake. Jake, thank you. If Evan and Jake had stuck it out to the end, they would have been the heroes at the end. The whole point is to make right. them look good at the end. The whole point is to get through this thing with nobody looking bad but the heel. Mm-hmm. But... Would you have done anything differently now, again, now that we're at the end of it? Would you have yeah. communicated with them differently? or would I... I think I would have done a shorter run. I think we lost everybody after about four days. We, we started promoting ten days before, or excuse me, seven days before the show. And I think it was about day four where everybody went, fuck you. In Facebook world, yeah, in and, Facebook and w- time, that was yeah. a lifetime. It yeah. was too long. And, and I thought that I could sustain the heat, but I couldn't. Uh, I would have put a disclaimer that I wasn't talking about the improv of the sketch people. I, I really yeah. wish I'd remember them because that's, that's not, I've worked hard to have a good relationship with those folks. I love them and I don't I think that yeah, yeah. Th- I, they're often described as the the redheaded stepchildren, and and the idea of people not seeing them as comedians is something that I'm I, I, I'm hearing more about, and well, that's a little that disappointing. Yeah. I don't feel that Neither way. Neither do I. They're doing the work. They're they're doing comedy six nights a week, some of them, and that's yeah. that's the beginning and the end of the whole thing, as far as I'm concerned. I love them, I respect them, and I'm sorry I hurt your feelings. So then, is the the general summary that if you were putting it short and succinct, would it mm-hmm. would it just be at the end of the day, uh, you wanted to spark conversation and promote a show. And, and it was a personal thing for me, too. Right, that's what I was going to say. Yeah. Um, a very self-indulgent. Extremely. Exercise. Yeah, beginning yeah. to end. Yeah. Very, very self-indulgent. <laughs> so, yeah. 
<laughs> says with a grin on his face. No, nice. because okay. because it's like there's this thing, there's this not fantasy, but there's this thing I want to play out. Yep. Right. I, I enjoy wrestling. I want to merge it with comedy. There's this fantasy world. I want to not fantasy world. It's the real world. But this is it's fantasy this is, world. Yeah, fantasy but there, there's this there's this thing I want to have yeah. fun for myself. Forget what anyone else has. Sandy Coffin's his mm-hmm. criticism, right? Right. So then it's like, so you know, people got hurt, people left the group, people walked away dispirited. But I had my fun. We also had a lot of people join the group. We had more people join the group than left the group. But some of them were joining worth. because they're like, check out this train wreck. Whatever, whatever gets them in the room. We had a lot of people in the room before that shouldn't have been in the room. I agree. And a lot of them left. <laughs> so that whatever's in the room, it's not the goal. The goal is to have people that should be in the room in the room. That's it. So we'll see if that's the case. I haven't heard from these people yet. But I know a number of people were like, what the f-? It's like Jerry Springer. <laughs> so they're coming to see Jerry Springer. And then also Johnny being one member of the group. So now you've created a perception of the group that the other members have to live with. So whatever people are saying, oh, you guys are fucking assholes, look at you, you can't get along, you can't any of this, the other comics have to go deal with that now. They should just say, that's just Johnny. That, you may be able to say that, but it is something that has to be addressed. That's true. And it's, you know, a second of that is a second when I talk about the funny. That's very true. So, uh, you know, so I'm, I'm, I'm just saying that, you know, I didn't, I didn't really take one side, because I've been both, right? We all have at this table. We've been the person going to the open mics, trying to figure this way out, trying to figure out a way to make a dollar off of this. And then now we've been in a position where we all have book shows. Some of us have had our own shows, made a whole lot of money between all of us doing this thing. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm, oh, he so, was serious. So, so, well, well, not Jason, but the rest of us have been <laughs> doing all right. I didn't realize we're so if we, we're so not making that we, Chad Alley money, but we're doing all right. <laughs> we're doing all right. So then, so then, I, so then I say that to say that I, I've seen both sides of it, and I saw points uh, from both perspectives mm-hmm. that I that I respected and thought were legitimate. Uh, so I didn't really have a commentary on whether or not it should have been done or any of that stuff. Nobody uh, gets it, a vote but me, man. I wanted to do it. I fucking did it. Now I'll deal with the problem. I don't regret it. I don't look back. I just wanted to execute something. And I'm not famous, and that's one of the peaks, one of the great things about being not famous is you can take chances. Now what Now what do you mean? Because that sounded very self-indulgent as well. What, do you, what did you <laughs> mean so? that you won't, you're the only one that gets a vote? What's that I mean, mean, it's my project. I'm going to make a project. I'm making a short video on the internet. People might like it. They might not. You get a thumbs down on YouTube, but other than that, you don't get a vote. I'm not working for uh Oh, you don't a, get a, a vote on what you yeah, do. Yeah, exactly. I, you get a vote on how you feel. Yeah, you, absolutely. You you're you're entitled you to feel like, however you want about it, but you're not entitled to say you shouldn't have done it. Uh, I It's it's... I had a vision. I executed it. That's it. And if I you hope don't I can like do, it, I hope I can do it again. I hope more people will like it next time. But more people will like this than have liked anything I've ever done. And an equal number of people hated it. But that's the nature. That's one of the reasons I don't want to be famous is because I can't stand millions of people hating me in addition to millions of people like it. I got, but it's it's interesting. <laughs> it's interesting because as I listen to you talk, yeah. I feel like I'm hearing two different sentiments. Because yeah. on one hand, I feel like I hear you saying that. Uh, you for the people that were genuinely hurt, genuinely offended, you wish there was a way to talk to them and everything else. And then on the other hand, it's like I had a executed a vision, I wanted to do the vision, yeah. and you know whatever happens happens. Well, one's so an artist either, and one's a human being. You said what? One's an artist, an artist, and one's a human being. As a human being, I don't want any comic. I mean, these are people because I've known you for a while. Yeah, and no, I'm, I'm not, like I've never. I'm not a mean. Johnny I'm not somebody a, that that yeah. wouldn't bother. No, I, I'm not a mean guy. I didn't want to make anybody cry or quit comedy or anything. I just, uh, I, I really didn't think anybody would take it you seriously. You know how good you were. Yeah. 
I, I did. I did as, your I, I, acting ability. I did as well as I possibly could. That's that's that was my goal. That was my thing the entire time is just do it well. Whether because it's a tightrope yeah. act because oh, yeah. you're, you're trying to get everybody riled up and spark yeah. conversation, but also let them know in some way that it's yeah. fake. But I, I, I thought I mean, everything everything that I did, the writing style was not me. The the way I dressed was not me. The sound of my voice was not me. Everything I did everything I could to indicate uh, that it was it was a little project that was to have fun with. I, I don't I don't know what to tell you, man. Well it's I I think it um I think it's a conversation worth having. And I think that listen, if you're like I said, I can just see it from so many different perspectives. Yeah. Uh, because if you're a person that hears this today, and I would encourage anybody, if you're listening to this and you listen to this episode, if you're one of the people that felt genuinely hurt, offended, yeah. thought this guy was an asshole, and you heard the apology, because you not the apology, but you explained yeah. it yeah. on social I, media. I was being an asshole. I did. I explained it all step by step like I did here, but I don't think mm -hmm. that, like four likes, something like right. that. Right. So Nobody if you, read it. So then, so then if, you, if you didn't see that, uh, but you're listening to this, let the other comments know. We're going to put it in the group so people can hear it, so people can hear Johnny's perspective. And I would be interested to hear whether some minds have changed after hearing a real explanation. I hope so. And, you know, going in depth with it. So I encourage everybody to listen. Like I said, we're going to work to get a few members uh, of the open mic community on the podcast who have listened. You have to listen to get on here. Um, but if you, Yeah, but if you want to come in and have a thoughtful discussion about what Johnny talked about, that's worth doing, and that's something we want to do. And if I did real damage, I wanted to learn about it, and I want to make it right. Uh, a couple of people haven't hurt feelings. I can live with that. That's nobody cares. But if, if I really, if I have something to answer for, I want to answer for it. Yeah. And also, as comics, uh, I can tell you if <laughs> if, if this if this, well that's at, at, listen what Johnny did is on uh, the mild side of some of the experiences <laughs> that you can have out here. Uh, I promise you that. Yes. I've had them. Sure. Mm -hmm. So, right. So, just uh, <laughs> understand that Johnny also gave you a taste of what aspects of this life Get can be like. You deal with a lot of ego, mm -hmm. a lot of ego, <laughs> a lot of self indulgence, a lot of me, me, me. I'm yes, the shit. Indeed. You're nothing. That's that's on your path. That you're gonna experience that. Don't do it yourself. That's all I'm saying. Yeah. All the things that I did that pissed you off. Don't do those things. Yeah. If you have to take anything away from it, mm -hmm. there it is. And if you and if you if you've heard this and there's questions you still have or you're trying to still figure this thing out, I mean, yeah. I've always known you to make yourself available yeah. to people I, to talk or to get. I a travel a lot, but when thing. I'm in town, I, I've had lunch with a different person every day this week. It's been great. It's been yeah. really nice being home for a couple of weeks. Yeah. And yeah, I'm always I'm doing writing workshops and working with the open micers and going anytime I can. So if anybody wants to contact and really talk, it might be a week or two before I get back to you, but I'll get back yeah. to you. Well I, well, I appreciate you coming on the podcast. It's a pleasure. This thanks, for, thanks for listening. I hope you feel we've been fair. Of course. I pride myself on fairness. Oh, yeah. No, you nailed the fairness. Yeah, it was very good. Yeah. I appreciate it. You've been in the wheel, the yeah. wheelhouse over here. I've been in the wheelhouse. Fair. Yeah. It's a little hard to get Will's head focus, in the door sometimes. I would focus but it's less good. on the fair and more on the punctuality. Now, what do you think? <laughs> uh -oh. <laughs> Whew, man, that gun is loaded today. Right? It's fair. Good. No, this, is, this is all the stuff I don't say all the time. All the time. He's still a character. He's still a I, character. I this is, this, this is the voice in my head that I can't turn off. I'll be honest. And it occasionally comes out my mouth. I'm, I'm laughing. I didn't hear what he said. <laughs> I, I was thinking about the next thing I was going to say. You have to listen That's to the podcast. That's self I got to go back and listen to the podcast. I think he was talking about my punctuality. I, I was. But I see, was. no, but see, but there was a time but, but see, here's, here's what, what punctuality okay, is. What I know. <laughs> like there was there a time and place for that. Here, let me tell you about my. Okay, let me just say this before I go. Okay. When I when I go in, okay, and I come, I get here about seven twenty. Right. Everybody else gets here about seven o'clock. Yeah. yeah. 
See, that's time for people to sit. Talk for a second. Hey, you're doing it for us. Oh, listen, oh, oh it's, a, it's a selfless well, listen, act listen, is listen, what you're saying. We know what I'm bringing. We know what I'm bringing. I'm ready. Usually food. I just want everybody. <laughs> we know exactly what A mouthful Funny and more in a bag. As, as the Beyonce to the Destiny's Child that is this podcast. Oh, is that a fact? Oh, my wow. Stone cold fact, my brother. <laughs> so, so, so as that. Piece of this, this, this I podcast, give everyone else an opportunity. To him. This is what's happened. I, I Remember, give, Will was the sweetheart of a guy, but well, like, I, I'm a lawyer. I'm, so I'm gonna go up there. I and knew just, him before he was fancy. Yeah, so I knew him before he could headline. Well, I knew him before he had that haircut. So Jason is Kelly <laughs> Rowland. We'll know him yeah. afterwards. <laughs> he got that haircut, and now <laughs> it's a lack of a haircut. Yeah. <laughs> did he pay him just for half? Because I only did half. Of wow. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. I see what you're doing here. <laughs> We're going to go ahead and cut out of this episode. That's the uh, other thing. Anybody else have any final thoughts? There's a uh, certain the amount of poison in any comedy scene, and it needs to be quelled every now and then. Sometimes it's a roast. Sometimes it's an online thing. Sometimes it's hating Carlos Mencia or some figure. But people coming together and talking about it is important. But that's what I used to love about when I would go to, like, Scandalos or some of these other yeah. places. People roasted, like... Comics left the club and immediately started roasting each yeah, other. Like that was all sure, the yeah. time, and it kept you sharp. Like it engaged that muscle. Nobody yeah. was thought you really thought my head was so exactly. wet. Exactly. Yeah. So yeah, I, it, I, it, I it is a muscle that's worth working. <laughs> I, I got to be honest. It's not just roasting. It's it's just it doesn't fit you. <laughs> it's care and concern. Is what I think that's what it is. It's an intervention. It's true well, because well, you asked. Well, uh, I, I, got, uh, I got a, I got an obligation to the truth. Well, well, uh, my wife loves it. That, there you go. Wow. Bang, what I'm say, see what I'm saying about Steph not, get, could, not it, getting a vote? Yeah, you, yeah, you <laughs> definitely don't I'm get saying. a vote on that. That's what I'm you saying. You need to worry about getting your wife to like your ass. That's what you need to worry about. <laughs> <laughs> worry about my damn it's hair. Because it's true. Worry, worry, yeah, worry about her getting to like your hair. Yeah. All right. She likes this look. She does. She. Okay. She got a vote. Did she get a vote? Did she did she say I wanted you to cut your hair? No. Oh, okay. No, but she did I, get a vote though. Yeah, she did. If she said I didn't want you to do it, I wouldn't have done it. You wouldn't have done it? Yeah. No. Smart man. How that's, long you been married? Heavy. Sixteen years. That's the sixteen. Yeah, oh, here we go. That's now we can learn years. something that we talk. All right, we ain't gonna go there, Jason. We, we tried to talk about it. Jason about marriage last yeah, week. That's rejected, all right. He rejected everything every, we said. It's not that's for fine. everybody. This, that's right. It's not for everybody. I see the girl we bring it around the club, man. You're doing fine. Don't tell girls, that. Girls. <laughs> girls. Various girls. It's like various five different women. Like, like, he better be talking about women, me. Bright red dresses. He's like Bruce Wayne. I've never been to the club, Jason. Okay, well, thanks for coming to the podcast, everybody. Uh, I uh, say that. I've never been. been. I'm pretty sure several. <laughs> you know Johnny's doing the heel four, thing. Four of them were nurses. <laughs> He's working you. helping. He had a bad leg. Listen to the rest of the episode. Did you hear him playing around? <laughs> Context. Man, it's hot in here. <laughs> All right, so, so Johnny, before everybody goes... It's like being like you know under that heat all the time. <laughs> <laughs> so so um, where can people keep up with you? Social oh, media, wonderful. Web, I'm on nowhere uh, yet. Next, absolutely. Right. Uh, I, I'm on Facebook. I'm on Twitter. I'm on Instagram. I'm under Johnny Melwater, and you could be too. Hey, and uh, <laughs> let's see. I, uh, yeah, that's pretty much it. All the social. Just type in Johnny Melwater. It, I'm the only one. Thanks yeah. for caring. Brian, where can people keep up with you? QueenCityPodcastNetwork.com. Excellent. That's right. Oh, you can also visit my website, ScrewTheAmish.com. I forgot. That's why I bought it. <laughs> if you want... And, there are moments like this. And Ray, uh, what do people keep up with you at? At Comedian Ray Money on Facebook, Instagram. Be on the lookout for uh, my web series, As I Live the RV Life. Uh, Money's on the Move, A Life of Laughter. Um, 
Just be on the lookout for it. That sounds fantastic. <laughs> we should have been talking about that. The RV life. That's great. Yeah, I'm looking forward to it. RV looks pretty cool. Yeah. Uh, it's me, it's uh, JasonAllenKing.com. Jason Allen King on Facebook, at King Jason Allen on Instagram. And uh, yeah, you can just go by my house too. Yeah, you stop by, stop by the crib. <laughs> drop by. Stop by the crib. Uh, I'm comedian Will Jacobs on Facebook. You can like, like they the didn't page. know that. Go to go to Will Jacobs. Why you can you send me a friend here? request. I Will's still have house. room for fin, friend requests. I still take them, so send them to me. Oh, uh, I do. I thank you. I, and then I'm I am Will Jacobs Twitter and Instagram, and uh, I think that's it, right? I think we covered a lot here. Thank you. Thanks for coming in, Johnny. Truly my pleasure. Thank you for coming in. I love you guys. You guys know that you're like some of my best friends. And Ray, you guys (laughs) are some of my best friends. Ray seems nice. I just don't have to spend this time. No, no, now, Johnny. We finna start it back up. (laughs) Y'all be on the lookout in the comedy scene. It's me and Johnny Millwater. (laughs) Go shave Ray's head. (laughs) Yeah. I'm going to beat you to it. We're going for eyebrow, for eyebrow. Really this next to see. They go for eyebrows. <laughs> <laughs> All right, y'all. We'll see you next week. Yeah. Bye. Bye. The Comedy Zone podcast is a production of Comedy Zone Worldwide and is recorded in a bunker just off the Comedy Zone showroom at the Abbott Exchange Music Factory in Charlotte, North Carolina. The executive producers of the Comedy Zone podcast are Brian Heffern and Brian Bumpashevitz. Talent Wrangler is Mike Hall. Original music composed and performed by John McKeever.